Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to News Talk Z Bean. First with yesterday's news for uh, Friday. Oh, I'm all over the place. I'm Glenn ZB. I'm here. I, and, and we need to uh, just, just talk about scamming, because really it's fraud, according to Kate Hawksby. Um, sentences for crimes like beating up old people seem to be out of whack. That's always a good talker. Uh, synthetic drugs are killing us. We need to do something. And haircuts, we need to do something. Before anything, hey, it's so exciting. Looks like there's a connection between us and Russian hacking and spying and stuff. It's, oh, it's so, we're, we're, we really are, we're international. We're just like all the other important countries. Really, we are. So, first of all, these cyber attacks, were they linked in any shape or form to New Zealand or New Zealanders? What we've found is that those four um, cyber incidents which we've um, called out, we've done that in partnership with um, some of our overseas intelligence partners. What we know is that the actors who were behind those attacks, which is Russian military intelligence, that we've got what's called indicators or signs that they have been seeking to get on New Zealand networks as well. So we haven't experienced anything like those types of attacks that we've um, that we're calling out today, but we have seen um, the Russians mm. being interested in our networks and looking at getting on them. Right, and is there any information to suggest or any evidence to suggest that they've tried and they've been successful? Look, I won't go into too much specific sort of intelligence type information, but what I can say is. What we've seen to date has largely been um, scanning by these actors rather than getting on the networks as such. GCSB has a particular focus on our most important organisations, both public Mm. sector and private sector. A lot lot of pauses there when Andrew Hampton speaks. He talks about what GCSB does. It's almost like he's redacting himself as he goes. He's, he's drawing big black lines through himself uh, in case he reveals too much. I'm sure that's probably wise. Uh, we're going to keep it with computers for a little while uh, because uh, we need to talk about the difference between a scam and a fraud, or is there any? So a Kiwi being targeted by one of these people is often up against a slick, sophisticated international network. More than 103 million spam emails are sent around the world every minute. And much of the time, these are sent via machines, of course, not actual people. It's a phishing exercise. But the stories we hear about this from the victim's point of view, time and time again, is that they were too ashamed to tell anyone, embarrassed or felt stupid to have been sucked in. Some are even too afraid to tell their family. But these criminal scammers target people from all walks of life, all ages, and it is nothing to be ashamed of. Compounding the difficulty in trying to trace back any money stolen is the embarrassment, of course, of having to notify the bank, the police or your friends and family. And according to this fraud education manager, that's not fair. She says the blame needs to be shifted back to the offenders and that it should be called what it is, 
fraud. It's a valid point and one I hope the powers that be who are currently looking into anti-money laundering and financial crime at the moment, I hope they take it on board. Because until that happens and until we remove some of the stigma around it, victims will continue to feel isolated. We all benefit if people can talk more openly about these crimes. Most crucially, it may prevent others from becoming victims. Uh, So my mother seems to think that her computer keeps turning itself on. Which I don't believe is a thing. I think she's just leaving it on, it's going to sleep, then she bumps it and it wakes up. That's my theory. I've tried explaining it, she says that is not the case. How, oh how will we get to the bottom of this? I don't know. Uh, but if I can find the person responsible, I want to sentence them to a long punishment. A Whanganui man has been sentenced to community detention after beating an elderly man in a road rage incident. Ian Dean Pietti punched the 80-year-old and attempted to pull him from his truck, leaving him with a swollen bruised neck and a bruised and cut eye. Ian Dean Pietti pleaded guilty to injuring with intent to injure with reckless disregard. His lawyer says, oh, he lost his cool. And he shouldn't be severely punished for a momentary brain explosion. So, Piety, this is the sentence. Three months community detention. And 100 hours community work. I'm not sure I know what community detention is. Is that home detention or is that you're allowed to stay in your community? Is that any sort of detention at all, Andrew? What is community detention? Have I, miss, have I missed a part of our sentencing? Is that passed under my radar? Three months community detention, 100 hours community work, and ordered to pay $500 reparation to the 80-year-old man who uh, upset him with the driving. So he obviously went up to him, uh, attempted to pull him from his truck, also punched the man, left him with a swollen, bruised neck and a bruised and cut eye. I think community detention should be like um, detention at school. Uh, but it's when you are out in the community and and then so after you've done your day's work you have to stay behind and write lines on a blackboard I think that's what it should be um, I know it does, that doesn't sound serious but I bet after three months you'd be really sick of it now uh, the synthetic drugs it sounds like they're really bad and we should probably stop people taking them. We've got people around, and they seem to uh, they seem to have sway at the moment, who say that making making drugs illegal and dealing with uh, drug dealers seriously uh, doesn't achieve anything because there's uh, there's plenty more to take their place. You know, throw run up the white flag, in other words. And there are plenty in the present government who are quite happy about legalising drugs. Plenty. I couldn't put a number on it because I don't know, but we know that there are, and they are in the Greens, and they are in um, and they're in Labour, and they, and they just you know let people do what they want to do. Legalize drugs. Well, if you legalize them, of course you can uh, you can vet them, and uh, you won't get people dying from synthetic cannabis, which is banned. So tell me what makes anybody think that if you follow that line you're still not going to get the synthetic stuff in because young minds in particular, young people in particular, love breaking the rules, love trying new stuff, 
And if it's illegal, let's get our hands on it. Makes it so much more fun. It's true. It's the way that people think, especially when they're young. Do you remember? I do. I'm not talking drugs. I'm talking other things or, you know, anything that's, that's in that. I, yeah, well, I could give you an example. Um, but things have changed since then, of course. So this is some kind of guessing game? What particular thing is he talking about that didn't used to be legal but now is and has led to the downfall of society? Women voting? Is that... Can't be that. Uh, we're going to finish up here uh, talking haircuts, which is something I know nothing about, of course. This story about the um, hairdressing salon that is... Um going to charge kids adult prices um, under the headline in the New Zealand Heralds is, is snot, tantrums and chaos not welcome. Boy, kids get a bad rap, don't they? Whose fault is it when the kids behave badly? But here's the question for you. A lot of people have been climbing into this as, you know, well, you know, the hair salon said we're not going to ch- have a kid's price because we just don't want kids. And fair enough. You know, there was a, there was a restaurant or a cafe down in... Uh, you know, the, the French place near Christchurch. Um, all right. Oh, I've just forgotten it for a second. Everyone will, everyone will be screaming in the text at me. And I think there was a restaurant that said kids are not welcome. And, well, I guess I, I must say as a parent who takes great pains, in my own opinion, obviously, but my, my wife and I take great pains to make sure the kids are well behaved. And we take books and things to keep them occupied at cafes. So I do hate it when kids are ostracized just for being children. But the hair salon uh, with you know kids who are out of control because mum or dad are on the iPhone and not paying any attention, I've got the sympathy for them that they say, you know what, we're going to charge you the same as an adult. This is a revelation to me because, of course, you know, you know that I've been proposing we should just ban children completely from everything, society, the world. Uh, but oh, Tim's turned me around. We should be charging them. I should be charging them every time they annoy me i should charge them why didn't i think of that before i could be making money hand over fist i'm glenn zb i'm going home to charge my kids i'm gonna send them some invoices right now uh, that has been news talk zb for friday for the week i'll see you back here again with the weekend edition on monday